Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, uh, are we live? I think we're live. It is Tuesday, uh, January 18th. We are back. Uh, seemed like a three-show layoff uh, due to Husker women's and men's basketball. And that just throws us out of our routine around here. Uh, but we are here. It is Tuesday. Uh, detainee 722 is on the board. Um, I am officially calling this Charlie 00 what? What day are we on? Eight? Four. Six, four. All right. This is Charlie Siege. Zero zero four. I'm going to give the alpha the first wave of masks where we didn't know anything, and I think it was all prudent. It was going on around the nation. Then, of course, you and I lived through the Bravo siege uh, last fall, and now we're into Charlie. Is what it is. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I am detainee 3101. For those of you that are freaking out, that is all facetious banter just to let you know that I don't believe in mask mandates. Is what it is. It's a free country. Wear a mask if you want to. Uh, don't wear a mask if you don't want to. That's the commander's take. Ah, I'm excited, actually, because it is getting around that time where candidates uh, for office here in the county and the city are starting to come out and about, and we're starting to think about it. And we have Matt Schulte in, who is running for county commissioner in District 3. Is that right, Matt? That's right. District 3 is the official location. All right, so Matt uh, has been on the show before. You may recall he uh, runs an organization, Youth for Christ, and does a lot of great things for youth in our community. And you were also on the LPS board for a time. Yes, I was. That's right. And you are the first... Well, that's not true. There have been some incumbent candidates that have already been on. But you have decided, hey, I want to I want to throw my hat in to serve. Yeah. And... Uh, and do it again. And so let's just start with uh, why, what, what, what made you rethink passionate about uh, yeah. county commissioners? Well, so I've, I've been involved politically around here for a while. Like you said, I was on the school board here in Lincoln. I ran for another office that wasn't successful. And over the last year or so, just have really felt like, oh, my goodness, we need some change in our government, both locally as well as federally. And so just kind of driven by that, about a year ago, really decided, hey, I'm, when it's, when in, in a few years, I'd like to run for county commission. And I really wanted, decided that I wanted to run for the county board because the organization I run, we actually do a program for kids that are in jail. So I've done a lot of volunteering in jail. And so the county jail system is something that's really important to me. And I see having a major influence on our community. So I decided a year ago that I wanted to run for county commission. And then um, this fall, actually in December, uh, the redistricting happened and my seat's up for election now. And so I had to go through the decision process. Okay, if I want to run for it, I can do it now. Should I do it now? Really thought about it, prayed about it, and felt like, yeah, let's do this. We, we need good, solid, conservative people in our government. And this is an opportunity. Let's go for it. Uh, you bring up a good point, which is there was a major redistricting that went on. And I think for all the candidates that are out there and potentials, a lot of candidates waited because that took some work and lines were redrawn. And in fact, uh, 
when it got done, it changed a few things and opportunities for different people. But I also think it delayed some people um, from thinking about putting their hat in the political ring. And I, what I can say, folks, is it's that time. If you think you want to run for office, if you want to serve, uh, let's get in. I know yeah. on, on the conservative side, you can go to the uh, Lincoln uh, or the Lancaster County Republican Party's website, the LCR. PNE.org. Um, that's where you can go and get started. Po- folks in the party, and I'm sure on both sides, are there to help you. And uh, that's how you do it. Now, you, though, have some experience in it. Yep, and so, what, what, when you talk about, uh, besides the strategic kind of nuttiness that's going on around America and the globe, what are some of the things that you have seen or you're like, you know what, I think I can help out? You know, yeah. So uh, first, I'd love to. Let me just tell you a little bit more about my decision-making process as I was running, thinking about whether or not to run for this office. So, as a former school board member, um, I got invited to a meeting, um, and I was told it was for former school board members. They're hiring a new superintendent here in Lincoln. Don't know if you guys knew that. And so they were doing a bunch of meetings with this superintendent search committee. And so I was told, former school board member, you're invited to this meeting. So I show up at the meeting, and at this meeting ended up being that there was three city council members, three county commission members, the mayor, and four former school board members, and two or three other kind of people. And I was in that meeting listening to as they were speaking about what they wanted for a superintendent, and hearing these elect, you know, all these elected officials in a room, there's hardly a chance to get a word in edgewise. But I was there was just all this progressive ideation that was happening. Very little talk. I mean, almost none about we need a good, solid school that's about education. Instead, it was we need to, you know, these progressive ideals about LGBTQ issues and stuff like that that we need superintendents to do. And so I really walked out of that meeting being like, oh, my goodness, we really do need some solid conservative Republicans in our local government and so that was even the further thing that just really kind of pushed me over the edge of like hey i'm in now well i bet that shocked you in a way just not you've been in politics of course and you're a concerned citizen and and you run like i said youth for christ so you're working conservative values but um folks don't kid yourself if you don't think that there's a huge progressive push in lincoln and lancaster county that's been going on for a while and with regard you know we're not going to get into it but with regard to that search committee there is no doubt that there are entities trying to bring in progressive people from outside nebraska now that doesn't mean they won't be bad they won't be good or bad but it's just listen i'm about promote from within i'm about folks that have um, got educated here, uh, cut their teeth here to uh, learn and give back to our communities, and of course integrate folks that have great ideas. But I don't like when it's being pushed down our throats. Um, having said that, that was one of those things where, for you, it was like, wow, this is a different language maybe. Well, and, that's, what, and you, you know, said uh, very similar to what I said when they finally asked me, Matt Schulte, what do you want in a future superintendent? And I said, I think we should look for somebody who has Midwest values, and I saw it two, two real, and is from the Midwest. There's two reasons for that. One is I, it's very practical, right? If you hire somebody from the coast, the chances of them coming here and staying here is, are slimmer than if you hire somebody sure. regionally. The chance of them staying is, is better, right? And so I saw it, first of all, as practical, and second of all, as just a real, hey, we need someone that understands our culture and understands what we're looking for in education. So that's what I really kind of advocated for was somebody from the Midwest, Midwestern values. So... Um, 
Well, that makes sense. I support that without a <laughs> doubt. And you know, most of us should, folks. I've said it before. You don't have to be ashamed because you're from the Midwest and you work hard and you've earned things, you know, your whole life and uh, and just worked your way up. Uh, this fallacy that people from other locations, you know, closer to the oceans know more than us or are better than us is exactly that. It's a fallacy. So let's get back to county commission. Yes. No, no I mean, I could go on all day. It's all politics. It's it's where you want to, you know, end up to make a difference. Uh, but certainly you, you took a look and... Um, and why there? I mean, besides the redistricting where you're like, okay, I can serve, and the fact that, you know, through your organization you're working with it, but what do you see are some of the uniquenesses there um, in the commission? Sure. So let me just also just say one other thing. I've got a lot of questions. Hey, what does the county board do? So first of all, for those of you who aren't aware of what the county board does, the county board is sort of similar to the city council in that it's a group of people that make a decision, and um, they primarily kind of oversee county jails, County roads, county health and human services, um, some of the um, other decisions that have come before them recently have been the solar farm and the wind farm. So there's some kind of zoning things out in the county that they oversee as well. And so those things are all things that are really interesting to me and important to me. And I just really see that as, a, as an important part of our, our local government. So as I look at the Lancaster County Board, the reasons I want to run is, number one, is I want to reprioritize infrastructure. Just over the years, Pam Dingman's been on this show, on this show and this station, I don't know how many times, telling us how underfunded infrastructure is um, in Lancaster County. And I've driven the roads. I've seen, you know, 68th Street down to Norris and Hickman area with zero shoulder, you know, highly traveled road. We all know that Saltillo's been a poor road. Those are two roads that we in Lincoln are familiar with, at least in southern Lincoln. And so I really want to just really advocate for reprioritization of infrastructure. And these days, we have to clarify, I'm going to say real infrastructure, <laughs> meaning roads, bridges, uh, f- facilities, if you will, things, folks, that you can go out and touch. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, you know, listen, Pam Dingman, the county engineer, has been on here. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it's a cry for help. I mean, she has essentially repeatedly come on this show to... Uh, bring public her plight for us to keep our infrastructure up and and it hasn't been getting done um and so i'm glad to hear that because one of the things is that folks you need infrastructure and we've had other experts on here and we've had lots of listeners that call in with the same concerns um but with that growth mindset of an expanding not only city but a county where we have this beautiful um kind of rural plus you know small town but larger town um we need to keep up with our inf- infrastructure and quite frankly we've put it on a back burner i would, it, it I, hasn't been prioritized correctly yeah. my opinion and that's one of the real there's really a couple of really key things that local or government's supposed to do infrastructure is one of them safety of its people you know those are probably the two top things that government's supposed to do um and so then moving on the second thing that i as i look at the county board that i would really like to bring is i'd like to really eliminate some wasteful spending up there at the county um we just see continual growth of the tax asking um and we just see some i the number one example, I just go, oh my goodness, what the heck are we doing? Is this week, this week, the county raised their salaries for elected officials and for the county board in particular by 16.5%. Here we are in 
what is supposed to be an economic crisis, when we should be fighting for dollars to remain in the pockets of those who earn it and not being exacted to go to taxing authorities. And we're even doing stuff like that. It's just like this isn't, we're not even thinking straight here when we're raising salaries of elected officials by 16.5%. So I'd really like to eliminate some wasteful spending because I know there's some ways we can do that. Well, and I think, too, is you know, I've talked about it a lot. Um, we're generally a healthy economic um, as far as having cash for, mm-hmm. for the county um, compared to other places in America of similar size. Um, so when you talk about wasteful spending, you know, it is prioritization and it's what you want to do. But that's a great example. Sad that it's recent that in this in this day and age coming out of covid coming, you know, maybe still in covid, depending on where you feel that. They would go ahead and give themselves raises. Folks, that's just ethically and morally a bad look. It's just not that maybe they're not deserving, but it's not the right time to go, oh, you know what? We should, uh, we should give ourselves a raise. Yeah. Now, how about fix our roads and bridges, you know, and prioritize things right? And then once you get that going with the majority of what the people want, um, then maybe take a look at that. So that that surprised me they did that. Um, There's also a, another, another thing from that salary thing that really blew my mind is that the governor of Nebraska makes about $100,000. But county elected officials, there was four or five elected officials that make significantly more than the governor of the state of Nebraska. You know, the county attorney salary is now like $180,000, I'm pretty sure is what it was. I don't have it right in front of me compared to $100,000 for the governor of the state. Just, it feels like we're a little out of whack. So you eliminate, and when I run for, when I'm on the county board, I will fight for infrastructure. I will fight to eliminate wasteful spending. And then the third thing that I really want to do is I really want to be for the people. And here's what that means to me. That means two things. Number one is this last year, people from outside of Lincoln specifically showed up in droves to oppose the wind farm and the solar farm because it was being built in their backyards. And the county board just turned a deaf ear and voted 5-0 to pass it without really listening to the people that they're representing. So I want to be for the people. I want to listen to the people. Um, And I did that when I was on the school board. I mean, I responded personally to every email that I got and um, really tried to engage people, even people, I, especially people I didn't agree with and people I did agree with. I really was good at doing that, I believe, and so I would want to want to really be for the people. Um, and the second thing that means for me is I want to be, I am a pro-life, pro-public safety, pro-business, pro-family guy. So I want to be for the people, for the, for our freedoms, and, and um, so that's me, for the people, number three. Yeah, no, the, you know, one, you break it down really easy. Um, two, I like the fact that uh, you're very trained in the arts of being able to redirect the silly radio host <laughs> to get to your points, which is good because you only have so much time on the show, and, you know, we've got to get to the points. And uh, you, I know you listen every once in a while, so I can get long-winded. Uh, but, you know, that's another one that I think a lot of people inside the city limits maybe aren't aware of, and the fact is, is that um, the county board represents the entire county, and yep. while we're all one group in the county, we have this this duality of city, rural, and we're all equal, and that's the board, that's the governing body that makes these decisions, and so it's very disappointing 
to hear when, you know, the we the people or the people mobilize to express themselves. And it so much doesn't even make a dent in voting, right? Because it, my guess would be, and this is me, that we've gotten in the county board Lincoln-centric. And, yeah. and, and I say that because I look at ARP funding. I look yeah. at uh, different recovery things, and it's just partner with Lincoln, partner with Lincoln. Listen, we have an entire county to take care of. You know, and and I think that also in the press, it's easy for us to kind of miss some of those things. And so it's surprising. Uh, again, we're on with uh, Matt Schulte, who's running for county board, uh, District 3, correct? Correct. District 3, just generally, you live south of Old Cheney. You're generally in, in uh, District 3. There's a little bit that kind of heads up 84th Street, but south of Old Cheney, all the way down to Gage County. So he's on. He's on the entire show here on whatever Charlie Delta Siege Day we're on. I, you know, you guys get it. If you're a long, if you're a long time listener of Drive Time Lincoln, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we're going to continue to break it down with him and get to understand uh, Matt as a candidate, um, as well as any other news. I'll tell you, I do want to talk about uh, real quick. Because I'm just obsessed with this Fijian volcano. A little side note here, we're, we're going international. Uh, so this volcano goes off uh, near the island of Fiji in the South Pacific. And if you haven't had a chance, just Google it, like Fijian volcano. You've got to see these first ever in human history satellite photos from American satellites, Japanese satellites, other weather f- satellites that have captured... Essentially, the explosion itself, and what the commander is so impressed with is the pressure wave that you can see going around the globe, literally, around the globe. You can see it, and it just blows my mind. You've kind of heard me get in my science nerd thing. I totally uh, love science. I love trying to understand, you know our earth and we've just never had that and i think the more you look at a video you're going to want to look at another video you're going to want to see how many lightning strikes have gone on in that ash cloud Um, you're going to want to see the photos taken of the island because this is an active volcano that was creating islands you know years ago up until a couple of days ago when it had a mini eruption and half the island just disappeared in the ocean. And then, of course, this big eruption has obliterated the whole thing. Um, because who knows if we're going to get a chance to see that again. And so a little bit of that is me. A little bit of pressure wave is like a bomb going off. So it, it just makes me go, whoa, we're so small. 1,499.3 and Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I love the people, love uh, the fact that members of the crew always keep the captain or the commander honest. Uh, it's the Tonga eruption. You're going to find it on the internet if you say Fiji volcano or Tonga volcano. Listen, Fiji is the island to the north. West of where this happened, it was closer to Tonga. Uh, the capital city of Sueva is what sticks in my mind because it's the biggest kind of city in this island chain. Uh, but in fact, 
What I love about radio is that if I say something and we all get the picture, then we're all communicating and you understand. But I will thank the caller for correcting me that it is the Tonga volcanic eruption. Much closer to Tonga, uh, but we are talking about the island chains out there, close to Fiji and America Samoa. So I'm going to have to say, you were right, caller. The commander was wrong. But that's what commanders do when they sail their ships. They just kind of set out in a way and uh the crew is what helps that uh, ship find its way to port somewhere <laughs> but anyway no it's a, it's a fantastic kind of little science uh, read or slash uh videos of these satellites that have captured it again we've got uh matt schulte running for county board in district three on the entire show we will take callers in the second segment uh he is a former uh, school board member. Uh, he's been around office. He's run for public office before. He's also huge in uh, running uh, Youth for Christ, kind of uh, his passion and helping. Uh, non- it's a nonprofit helping youth in Lincoln um, and all over the county. And so he's just had a calling. And so he's in. He's telling us his platform. He's telling us his passions. And uh, we're going to give you a chance to talk to him in the second segment uh, when we come back. 1,499.3 Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack Riggins and the Tonga Eruption. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln. 1,499.3 KLIN. Okay, uh, boy, we've just made it out of break there. A lot of callers uh, calling in in the break, offline, wanting to talk off air. I don't know if it was the Tonga volcano, which we have to help the Tonga guy. We're just going to call him the Tonga guy uh, for helping the commander navigate that disaster. Uh, But either way, go find Tonga eruption, Fijian eruption, uh, maybe even America Samoa eruption. Either way, you're going to be impressed by the satellite imagery of this uh, volcano event uh, being recorded first time we've got uh, matt schulte who is running for district three county board in the studio and again all candidates you're always welcome tomorrow deb shore who's a sitting uh county commissioner will be on and um, we're going to have more candidates coming on the show kind of throughout the year everybody's welcome i don't care what your affiliation is happy to at least at first always give you the first show to to talk your your approach and your passions and and your platform uh so that the people of lincoln can hear it and lancaster county and make informed decision cuz that's what this is about anyway um whoo matt you sat through that uh break that is not a normal that radio break that was exciting break. the phone was lit up you guys were getting corrected on everything you know you're but you took it well well i i guess that shows that we're <laughs> the, this 3 day break because of uh husker women's and men's basketball had us uh, off our game maybe Some a pent little up. bit there you go. but well. you know like i said we're steering the ship as best we can and i think we always uh arrive at home we do have some callers but uh we'll get to them in a second uh, back to Matt Schulte. you're running your passions yep. your platform um yeah, so I'm running for the county board. Like it kind of said at the very end there, county board, this district sort of is essentially Old Cheney South all the way to Gage County, although it does include kind of some Firethorn, Highmark area a little bit. So um, District 3, I really, I really am running. I really believe that government can and should be for the people. Um, and so I really want to stand up in Lancaster County and say, let's make sure that we're funding our infrastructure 
it's awesome to see that self beltway coming through. I had the chance to drive over the top of one of the new overpasses there. We need to get as well folks on let's get an east beltway going. You know, it took 20 years for this one to actually happen. Let's start talking East Beltway. I'd love to be a part of those conversations that are making the East Beltway happen. Um, but most importantly, first, we gotta, we gotta make sure that the existing roads and bridges that are out there are being taken care of and kept open because they're continuing to fall and disrepair and the amount of volume of traffic on some of those are going up and we're not making the improvements we need. So for me, county board, as Matt Schulte's run for county board, infrastructure is important to me. I like to eliminate wasteful spending. We see that happens um, in government easily when there's not. You have to constantly be pushing back. I Man, I do that in my own personal family budget. We've constantly got to be pushing back. there. Do we really need another whatever from Amazon? So eliminating some of that wasteful spending is very important to me. And I really want to be for the people. Listen to the people. Be involved in the people. That's where I live my life, walking amongst um, I live my life walking amongst hurting teens in Lincoln and at Norris and at Raymond Central and Ashland, and we're looking for someone for Waverly right now. And so really want to be for the people and continue to stand for some of the pro-life, pro-public safety, pro-business stuff that I've always carried with me in my service. When you see wasteful spending, and you've talked a little bit about you know prioritization, mm-hmm. um, where have you seen some of the things that have kind of just made you maybe turn your head a little bit and be like, you know, are we prioritized right or are we outright, you know, wastefully spending? Yeah. Well, the number one example I give is this example of elected officials increasing their salaries by 16.5%. I think that's an area where we can absolutely say, eh, doesn't quite feel right <laughs> at a minimum. I do think that there is a tendency as well in government to hire more staff and grow the size of the government itself rather than actually doing the work that the government's supposed to do. I saw that um, happens in school districts very regularly where their administration grows faster than their school population, for example. And so I see that happening on the county level as well. Yeah, there there seems to be this always ebb and flow of, uh, as government kind of takes on or uh, perceives they need to take on more issues or problems and they have more money, then they, oh, we've got to grow when in fact, you know, limited government has always proven to work really well and let the people decide. You know, for the people, and I want to go back to this because I don't think a lot of people understood, but, you know, how does a county have so many people so passionate about where and when uh, wind and solar farms are going in? But then the vote just goes five zero. I mean, yeah. and 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 the explanations back to the people are kind of, you know, not really to the level that you'd be like. We put all this time and energy to be representative, to have our representatives there. Um, you know, w- how how did that affect you when you saw that happen? Well. Um, probably first of all, I would say we are in this weird place where we want, we want to be more green. You know, we want as a culture to be less dependent on some fossil fuels. And I think there's, there's, there's some good value to that. And so I think that's what really drove the approval of solar and wind farms was this green thing. Um, and I think there are, there's some very good benefits to that. But what was neglected was how does that actually impact people who are now literally surrounded by solar farms, whose, whose um, you know, farming business 
is being um, replaced by wind farms. And so I, we do, I am all for, let's look for some good ways to grow some of our green energy, but let's also really consider how it's impacting other people. So I'd be ready to take a couple calls if you've got Ooh. a few people here. Well, I'd like to hear that. We we do. The crowd has been fired up all day, uh, <laughs> mostly talking offline. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go to our first caller. Believe it or not, it's Richard uh, on with uh, the commander and Matt Schulte. Uh, Matt, uh, uh, I'd like to hear what you're saying about infrastructure. Uh, the county commissioners that are currently in office have just neglected the situation. It's become cumulative, and now we have a bunch of bridges that are closed. The roads are closed. People are having to detour. I also have an issue that I'd like to bring up to you. Okay, let's hear it. And that is that the county commissioners recently gave $150,000 to the Lincoln Airport to try to lure a new carrier to the airport. And I think that's a misuse of the of the COVID relief funds. Uh, you and I both know that there's a crying need for work with juveniles, uh, with mental yeah. health uh, problems. Uh, we don't have enough counselors out there. We don't have enough mental health programs. And it seems to me that money could have been better spent on those sorts of things. I'm not familiar with the exact expenditure that you're talking about, so I don't know that I can comment on that one specifically. I, there's two things you mentioned. Number one is, first of all, if you're if you're booking a flight, please look into LNK. Fly out to LNK. It is the easiest airport ever. You can literally park your car, go through security, be at your gate in 90 seconds. I mean, it's amazing. I love, I, I, whenever I get a chance to, I always look at L&K and if it's, if it's even within the price range of the schedule I'm looking for, I do my best by this. So I, so first of all, L&K airport is a good airport. There has been some missing, possibly some missed expenditures there, but yes, mental health is, continues to be a major issue for kids involved in our, not only kids involved in our juvenile justice system. We see that across the city, man. This last year in my work at Youth for Christ Campus Life, we were a part of more kids being referred to suicide watch than in my previous 10 years combined. I mean, 10 years, the number of people that we were referring that's happened in the last 18 months. The cry for help from teens that have been left out of school, forced to be on computers rather than face-to-face with humans. I absolutely, mental health needs to be a place where we're investing some of these dollars. Yeah, you know, that's we could go on and on about that conversation. I'm very passionate about mental health. And, uh, and, and to be honest, through this whole thing in America and even locally, we're not talking enough about the impact of all of this stuff with mental health, specifically on youth, let alone adults. And so, uh, you know, that's just something I think we all need to be aware of. Um, you know, I think it's great that you're actually out in that fight and you're willing to give more time um, to the citizens in the county. Um, you know, it's always interesting. I do I do a lot of travel and I, I price things out, you know, all the time. And in the end of the day, flying out of L&K is so awesome. Um, and while up front it may look like it costs more, uh, the reality is it doesn't. Uh, there might be a router. Um, but I am going to hold you accountable. It's not 90 seconds, but it is about, it is, <laughs> okay, it is okay. about Nine- seven minutes from parking garage. <laughs> Maybe 90 if, seconds if you get dropped off at the side. It side. feels like 90 no, seconds a, compared to, you know, Omaha or... Yeah. Well, any airport, it, it, it's a great deal. <laughs> Infra- infrastructure, there's always a lot of questions because 
the county engineer's been on here. Um, we've seen all the data. There's been a lot of people that are like, no, how many bridges? And, you know, I think when I first took the show, we were at 26 bridges, were closed down. Um, I think Pam thinks that we're under 10 finally now. Um, but a lot of people get things confused. They, they want to talk about, well, if we're going to, you know, make a paved road. When she is on here, and what I understand by researching and looking through all the documents, is we're talking about normal infrastructure upkeep of roads and bridges throughout the county that folks just like here in the city constantly need maintenance what we called in the navy preventative maintenance and you know and you want to try to always stay ahead of that and so i think that a lot of people go oh no we're talking about paving the roads i mean yeah if we have the money and that's in you know the county commission's plan well maybe that'd be great but what we're talking about what i'm talking about is not only getting caught up to where we're at but also being ahead of the normal maintenance cycles that I believe we can afford right now. Yeah. You know, that's there's a lot of issues. Uh, and what Matt's talking about, what I like when he goes into talking about his wasteful spending, is prioritization. That's important. Let's go to Fanshawe on line one. Well, hi, you guys. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for I, joining us. Good. Hi, Matt. Hey, uh, I wasn't going to talk about that airport, but my husband's a 1K flyer with United. He flies out every week, and it's been months since he has gotten a decent price out of the L&K airport. There's been so much disruption to airlines right now, but I'm not saying that's why, but... That's unfortunate. And that you yeah. don't have anything to do with it. I- <laughs> and Sean, why do you got to be a party pooper? <laughs> no, number one, the, the, the logistics of LNK are awesome. Right now, there's crazy stuff going on with the airlines national that's affecting pricing. I'm still going to tell you, because I've been pricing things lately, because the price is all over the place everywhere, it's still a better deal to go out of LNK. <laughs> I know, and I, I'm really excited. Do you have a question for my guest? <laughs> I'm excited. We're going to spend fifty-eight million dollars, and we are going to get a McDonald's, and we have one airline. <laughs> we need. We should have had Tracy Refier on that board. Anyway, I want to ask you, Matt. Yes. If I was to vote for you, and you um, would be on the commission because you are my district. Okay. Would you have? Would you have voted like all five others did and accepted that four hundred and four thousand dollars from Mark Zuckerberg? for the 2020 primary and general election. Yeah. No, that's a good question. That's something that has come up quite a bit. That's something that I was not familiar with until recently, and so I appreciate the question. So first I want to clarify, there's some people that are really looking at some what they call what's what's been called like Zuckerbucks as a way to expand voting, and the idea is that it has really made it easier for voter fraud to happen. And I would absolutely say that we should do everything we can, and I, as a county on the county board, would do everything to fight for voter. Uh, we want we need good voter voter security. We want to make sure that people who are voting are actually the people that are voting. So I would do everything I can to do it. Whether on that particular thing, I with the hindsight we've got now, absolutely no way would I have voted for it. It, it, with the data they had that time, it's a little harder to say, but no, I, I would be absolutely opposed to anything that makes it easier for voter fraud to have happened. You know, I, we all know that that's not good. Yeah, and one of the things... Well, I should say, maybe I shouldn't say we all know, because clearly we don't all know. Yeah, <laughs> but, we don't all know. I mean, did, I do. I believe, most of us believe that 
that only citizens should vote, and that's the right way to do this. Hey, Fanchon, I know we let you back on. Didn't hey, it? hold I on. I got cut off. And oh. I didn't even use a cuss oh. word. Oh. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I've got lots of callers today, but you're back on air, so calm down. Let me use my little calming voice. Um, that's a great question. What I would say is. Uh, uh, Deb Shore will be on tomorrow, and as you know, she, you know she is is sitting on the board, and so that's a great question for her, and and she knows I'm going to ask that as well. And one of the things I would say is that um, you know this is a very interesting topic because a lot of people are looking into it, and one of the advantages that you and I have is, and and even Matt is, we're seeing it hindsight, but nonetheless, I'm still very curious. To understand the thinking of actual board members uh, back then, you know, there's part of me that can can almost myself come up with kind of the political answer. Uh, but the reality is, is in my uh, studies and that of other people much smarter than me, I don't see that we needed that in this county. No, you see what can I, I mean. Can I make one comment? Go ahead. Um, so, um, if, if you guys would know, the um, Mark Zuckerberg gave over almost five hundred million dollars across the United States to blue cities and blue counties for the twenty twenty election, and it had a lot to do with drop off boxes. Yeah. So that's my comment. All right. Thanks, Vanch. I appreciate the okay. call. Bye bye. Yeah, not to get off topic. I mean, we'll we'll talk to Deb Shore about it. Um, you know, in the end of the day, it's. It's not like he just gave them. He gave that. He gave the money to you know some five hundred one C's with the hope of getting votes out there. Listen, towns, townships, cities had to apply for the grant. Lincoln, Lancaster County did do that. We are going to ask Deb Shore about it tomorrow. But in fact, it was uh, a good size of money, and it appears that you know that helped our county put more drop boxes out there. Some of them which weren't in secure locations. And so, you know, if you have questions on that, let's, you know, I'm going to talk with Deb Shore about that. She's going to also talk about other things, but that's a very fair question. And, uh, you know, and it's something that's being looked into all around the nation. Let's go to Debbie on line two. Debbie, uh, welcome. Do you have a question for Matt Schulte? Yes, I do. Hey, Matt. Hi. I'm a huge advocate of the event center. Yeah. I want to ask you about how you might go about getting additional funding to help the event center. It's, it's a huge economic generator for the city, and I don't think it's being taken care of as well as it could be with some of our dollars. So that's a, how do you feel about getting that? That's a great question. You know, two things. I really think the event center does have a little bit of a taxing authority to it. The primary driver for income to that should be the events that are being held there. Um, and so I think we can continue to use the mix of some taxing authority, but I'd really like to see the dollars that are coming in for those events to be used to grow it um, and expand it. I think they, we've got some good leadership over there that are great salesmen, but they really struggle a little bit on some of the logistics. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when they did that radio last, the rodeo, they just were last minute throwing stuff together. So I'd really like to see some... Um, money come in through the use of the center, included with tax dollars and some efficiency over there to continue to grow its use. Matt Schulte running for county board on Drive Time Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499 KLIN. 
Matt Schulte here on Drive Time Link, and I just pushed over the pushed over, and I said, "I'm I'm going to bring us out of the out of the commercial break." So there you go. Take that. You, like I said, you are well trained in the arts of uh, deflection and uh, and uh, making sure that uh, when asked a question, you uh, answer the question, but also make sure you get your talking points out, and that's a really good thing. They actually in the military used to have us study uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and the Bushes because they were all in office back in the time. On uh, you know, God forbid they ever threw a camera in our face and and we had to uh, explain something. Well, you do pretty good. I think you can handle the camera. We're just fine. Sorry for pushing you over there, but no, thanks for having me on today. No, you bet. I'm really excited. Um, I think there's been a lot of push, a lot of interest in seeing some change in our local government as well as our federal government. I'm running for the county board. I'd love to have your vote. If you didn't get a chance, we, I know we had to cut a couple people off there. Hit me up on Facebook. Look for Vote Schulte or Matt Schulte. Send me a message. I would be glad to talk to you, email with you, message with you. I am an open book. Well, there's no doubt about that. You, you've come on the show uh, multiple times talking youth for Christ. Uh, you're engaged. Uh, you're out amongst the people. You're helping youth. Um, you know, if you don't know Matt and want to know a little bit about his story, go to votesholte.com. Uh, That's V-O-T-E-S-C-H-U-L-T-E.com. Or, like you said, you can find him on Facebook because everything these days, uh, you can get in touch with anybody there. And, uh, you know, begin to research Matt and get to know him and, and ask questions because uh, he's above board. And this is kind of uh, a continuation of drive time where if candidates want to come on, uh, they're welcome. Tomorrow, uh, Deb Shore will be on. And uh, we're going to continue. So, you know, don't be afraid, candidates. Come on. If you're a candidate or thinking about candidacy, uh, jump in. I know on the Republican Party side, uh, you can go to lcrpne.org and get started there. And I'm sure on Democratic side or wherever, you can throw your hat in the ring and get educated. Thanks, Matt, for coming on. 1,499.3 KLIN.